in the face. Oh, oh, oh. Hey, hey, Edward hey. Is a- hey, Ben, how's it going? Good, how are you? Good. So, Edward is here. <laughs> of course. The dog. Um, which means Betty and Jennifer are back also. Yay! Yay! Did they enjoy um, their however, time away from you? Um, it's a nice way to put. I think so. Yeah, actually, because um, they seem happy to see me now. So, you know, um, they're they're not sick of me anymore. Oh boy, right. Edward just started sneezing, and he's crawling away from me. Oh, he has just climbed to the top of a pile of quilts. He is now looking down on me. This moment of from Edward his, brought from, to you by Edward. On Edward, for all your Edward needs. <laughs> if you like Edward, try Edward. Um, for extended so, bouts of Edward, please Edward your Edward. Exactly. Um, <laughs> sorry. If your Edward uh, lasts for more than four hours, consult your Edward. Exactly. Yeah, this Edward definitely lasts for more than four hours. <laughs> I'm happy about it. Um, oh, he's licking me. Dogs do that, by the way, Ben. I've noticed this. It's, yeah, you taste they, it. it. It's it's because of all the salt, I think. Yeah. Also, it's a, it's a way to show affection, I think. Yeah, so he likes me. Yeah. Yay. He likes you enough he wants to eat you, so watch out. Yeah, I was like, man, if I die, uh, it's it's a version of a Tibetan sky burial uh, where <laughs> they let the vultures get you, but it's an Edward burial. I'd be, I'd be okay with that. Oh, little guy! Oh, oh he gets a a big snack. Paul, don't sell your don't sell your dog too short. I think uh, when you die, your family will probably eat you first. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, you, you, that's what you have to. I mean, you know, little <laughs> morsels. Oh, God, Ben, it's happening again. Vamp while I recall. I will call you back in just a second. This what? loud. I'm gonna oh. put it up to the thing so that people All can right. hear. But I'm not this is you. this is what I'm dealing with. I'm sure, I'm sure everybody. These I'm are sure. coming out of the it, sound that you hear. That sound, that sound is coming out of my. Oh, and Edward's going crazy. But yeah. that's coming out of small little Apple brand uh, um, earbuds, basically. So it's amazing. It's super gonna, loud, and I hate it. Actually, I think I don't. And think I don't know why my phone keeps so, doing it. Just but it does. Hang okay, up. Okay, calling Ben. Call back. me back. This will be just a second. Good lord! I've okay. shut off the phone, <laughs> and now I am dialing. Um, and probably, if yeah, you're used to this gone a uh, on our podcast, Ben is vamping. I hope Ben is vamping. You probably heard me ask him to vamp. Uh, Paul's problem with he probably is doing it right now. Was over. Was fixed. Perhaps he got a new phone. Thanks, Ben. Happy or maybe it's uh, maybe it's just his moment. Apple branded As, uh, earbuds, as he mentioned. Edward's I, bow tie looks like a bow. When I have a problem with my phone port, which oh, makes sense. Now that I think about it. Because, hey, hey! So it happened again. Yeah. So <laughs> I know I was there. Yeah, I didn't um, hear it, but I, you were talking and could not hear me. So you know, whatever. Yeah, I I sent the. Uh, I actually put it up. For the people, which I'm sure sounds lovely, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's great. But I just want to want people to know that I'm not making it up. It's an actual sound <laughs> that happens, and it's crazy. I need to uh, I need to get a new I need to get a new uh, phone because, as I've uh-huh. mentioned previously, the um, port, the audio jack on my phone, I I think I screwed it up somehow when I was attempting to clean it one day. 
Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's that also it's also a five S, and it's it's pretty slow when opening certain apps, and the battery doesn't last all day, even yeah, under moderate it's use. It's called planned obsolescence, Ben. I know. I think it's one of these. Uh, I think it's one of these uh, software updates that I I just mindlessly download and update. Uh, yeah. Ruined it for me. Uh, but I, you know, I and don't like the new iPhones. I will be honest. I do not like the form factor of the phone after phone six, after iPhone six. Yeah, people say that Steve Jobs, you know, uh, was kind of just an ad man. There's that famous Sean Connery. Did you ever read that the Sean Connery letter? I did not. Where um, Steve Jobs asked Sean Connery to partner with him, uh, and. Sean Connery just like, you're just an ad man. Why would I want to do anything with you? We have nothing in common, sir. You know, that kind of thing. It's it's good. You should hunt it. It's I think it's part of Letters of Note, uh, I want to say. Well, that's funny because I've always but, heard that Sean Connery was an ass man, so you would think that they would go hey, well together. It's just one letter off when you're dealing with the <laughs> keyboard, baby. Hey, hey. Um, so so that's the, that's the big thing is that... Uh, Apple did kind of go a little away from their um, cool slickness when uh, Steve Jobs went yeah. away. There's it's another. There, people are also saying that you know, Apple sales of Apple iPhones are declining because there's no more like killer feature. Ah, yeah, and and I mean, well, you know, it that's that's just a lack of imagination. But I think that they're probably probably right. iPhones already have everything that I want. Like the first yeah. iPhone had everything that I wanted, and every feature upgrade has been a little bit of gravy on top of that. But now it's gone too far, and I don't want everything. I don't want a three lens camera on my phone. I don't want my phone to yeah. recognize my face. You know things like that. I just wanted my phone, my iPod, to be the same freaking thing. Yeah, I feel like. Um, okay, so talking about VR for just a second, I have the PS4 with the PSVR you know, attached to it. And I like it. It's yeah. fun. I like playing the games. Um, the Oculus Quest is a 3D um, gaming, like PS... It's like the PSVR as far as, you know, you're... The, it has a lot of the same games as the PSVR. Okay. But the difference is uh, the whole unit is... In the visor, so you're not you're not hooking it to another system. You're not connected. So you've got yeah. no cords. It's just it's just the the visor. So the thing that I have right now, if I walk too far out of my play area, it'll warn me. It'll say out of play area, and I don't know. I mean, it'll probably have an out of play area thing. For it as well, but I don't think it'll be the same. I think it'll be a little different. And the reason I mentioned it is like um, Super Hot. That's the game I love playing. Have I talked about Super Hot before? I don't believe. No, I don't believe you have. Okay, well, it, you you get um, put directly in the middle of an action scene, but the people only move when you move. So it's this very give and take kind of relationship. So you've got, um, like, uh, I'll give you an example. In the penthouse, you're in an apartment, 
you're at a billiard table. There are billiard balls in front of you, and there are some guns and things like that. And these red guys start showing up. The, uh, everybody has these weird sort of geometrical crystalline forms, if that makes sense. Okay. So you, you're not seeing people. You're seeing um, people-shaped crystalline objects, basically. Um, and these guys are coming, and you can see their weapons, and you can see them, and they're coming to get you. And if you don't move at all, they don't move either. Like everything's sort of paused. So if but you as soon stop, as you... everything else stops. Like yeah. literally. Yes, that's right. Huh. Uh, but as soon as you like move your hand to get a gun, they start moving too. And if you move your hand fast to get the gun, they'll move fast too. So what you do is you move slow, so that everybody's moving in slow motion. And then you can shoot them, you can dodge their bullets, all sorts of things. It's yeah. great. But the thing is, and this is, I did mention it offhand, I didn't think about this, but it is the game that I hit my hand on the coffee table. Because I was reaching oh. for a gun that was on <laughs> right. the ground. Yeah, you told me about that. Yeah, so that was the game I was playing. Yeah. Um, and the thing I think about with the Oculus Quest... I'm betting that, for me, like, I can see a gun, but I can't reach it because it's out of the play area. I think with the o o Oculus Quest, it probably, you wouldn't see the gun if you couldn't get it, I think. Yeah, that, that's my guess. That doesn't make any sense as far as VR UI is concerned, because you see, you see something off in the distance that you want to grab... But you're out of the physical play area, so like if you walk yes. too far away from the unit, you can't get it. How do how does that resolve itself? Does it? Um, it doesn't. No, you you basically <laughs> um, you can't get it because eventually, with the PSVR anyway, um, the the screen will disappear and just a sign that says "out of play area" will show up. And then you have to get back, okay. so you can be shot and stuff like that while that's happening. Wow. Um. It's funny, uh, some designers have come up with a, a few little clever things, uh, one of which somebody mentioned is, you know, you, you have the idea of the treadmill, right? Right. That you can, that you can go any direction on, they sell those, yeah. so that's one thing, and that's kind of cool. But the other option is that you make the players move in spirals. Spirals. So that they end up, yeah, so that, so like, you're walking on a path, right? Yeah. And, oh, it's turned to the right. Oh, it's turned to the right again. Oh, it's turned to the right again. <laughs> so they keep so, you, so, they so, physically keep so, you in the in the playing area. They, exactly. But, yeah. but it feels like you're walking forever because you are still turning and then walking right. forward and then turning and walking forward. But if anybody were to watch you, you're moving in this tight box. I like the idea of like an omnidirectional um, treadmill with, you know, if you're connected, like say mm -hmm. at a, at a, with a waist harness, that's yeah. mobile enough to where you can, you know, you can kneel down if you need to, you can jump if you need to. Um, I think yeah. that'd be pretty cool. It'd be even it'd be even more cool if the treadmill itself can tilt, so you can actually physically oh. walk up a hill. Yeah, my my ex my thought is instead of a treadmill, right? Yeah, 
you have um you know those stretchy bands that you use for exercise sometimes you put it on your arms and your legs you know what i'm talking you're about you're assuming I, I exercise sir oh or you see people use them in exercise <laughs> sometimes they're attached to um okay so yeah, imagine th- if I you th- will i think i know what you're talking about yeah, yeah so the idea is basically you have an exercise equipment kind of thing yeah. where there's resistance on your legs right so it feels like you're walking forward right but your feet are in these sort of stirrup kind of things and your arms are in this kind of stirrup things, and so you're you're actually not moving at all. You're you're suspended, kind of like a marionette. Yeah, yeah. Kind of. So you're Ooh. you're running. You can even but do you're not running VR swimming and flying that way. Exactly, and yes, that is exactly right. And the idea would be, like you said, there's something on your waist or whatever, so that when you turn, you you're just turning. In, in midair, you're never actually moving forward or backward right. or anything yeah. like that. And that way but you can't it, slam your hand down on the coffee table. Exactly. That's right. And and allowing it to tilt would give you a gravity feeling. Like, like if, if it tilts you backwards, you'd feel like you're falling backwards even if you weren't actually falling. Yeah. So that feeling of falling backwards plus, I mean, people could lose their though that's the only problem <laughs> oh swearing it happened ben Dang i'm it. sorry uh beep that um i'm guessing since betty and jennifer were traveling all today uh and were on vacation before that that there are no corrections uh you're probably right i haven't checked but i can check now Take yeah so seconds. uh in case people don't already know I'm sorry, man. I'm yawning for some reason. Maybe, am I bored with the segment? Probably not. (laughs) Uh, The basic idea is that Ben and I um, are are working on our our hypothesis, and it's going well pretty pretty much, that people think they know more than they do. And I'm going to go off on a tangent here, Ben. Yeah. Um, I remember the first person I know to get a smartphone. It was John DeShazo. And John DeShazo didn't have a a um a touchscreen smartphone like an iPhone. He had uh on his on his his regular phone, I think it was a Motorola even, a yellow Motorola phone. Yeah. Uh, he had the ability to look stuff up. Right. And the thing is, John DeShazo, uh for those of you who don't know him, um I think everybody who listens to the podcast knows him, but those who don't, um, he's sort of a jack of all trades. He's a he's a smart guy, and he's uh, you know very knowledgeable anyway. So I didn't think about it when John was doing it, but somebody would ask a question at a party, and he'd type it into his phone, and then he'd say what the answer was. He was looking it up, and it didn't seem odd to me because John already knew a whole bunch of different facts right. about stuff. But then everybody started doing it once phones got there. And now it's ubiquitous. Now now people are rushing to be the first people to look up the answer and tell you. Yeah. So we have this illusion that we know stuff, but we really don't. We know how to look stuff up. And it's a diff- there's a difference. Because I, I think about this all the time. If If computers go away, Ben, if the cell phones go away... Uh, or mobile phones, because they're not really cellular anymore, I don't think. Uh, they could be. 
But the but the big thing is that we won't know what we what we think we know. And I have a question, Ben. How yeah. often have you really run into new information, stuff that you you didn't even think that you had heard of before? How often do I run into that? Yeah. Uh, how do you even quantify that? I have no idea. Uh, probably well, not as much as I think I should, I guess. Yeah. The reason the reason I mention it is because something happened to me on Friday. Yeah. Uh, that hadn't happened to me for a while, where somebody uh, put out a concept and I hadn't heard of it before. Okay. But when I heard about it, it made sense, and now it's assimilated into my um, <laughs> my life. But but this is the basic thing. Uh, he said that there are two different. Uh, laws governing governing uh, information, specifically the transmittal of information. Publishing laws and platform laws. Are you familiar with this at all? No. Okay. Uh, he gave an example uh, for publishing. This is when you you. Uh, are an entity and you take responsibility. I'm paraphrasing. He didn't say all of this, but I'm, I'm giving you the gist. You take responsibility for the content that you are uh, giving, giving people. And the example he used for this one was the New York times. So the New York times, right? Yeah. Uh, has reporters. They look at stories. They, they put stories in those stories go through editors and then they publish it. And then the New York times says we stand behind our stories. We, we researched this and you know, this is what we found out. We're the New York times. This is our stuff. And so if, for instance, the New York times says, um, Ben Lawrence stole $50 from Paul Goody in 2006 right yeah ben also i'm not accusing you of this <laughs> but if if they were to write that and you didn't do it and you could you know you could sue them for liable correct and that is a publisher a platform on the other hand is a is a thing that you use for transmittal of information but the platform owner doesn't take responsibility for the information that's transmitted. Is this a whole and, 8chan thing? Oh, I don't know what that is. Oh, it's uh, better but, not to know. But I'll, I'll, I'll finish this and then you can tell yeah. me if it's... Uh, so a, a platform, uh, and the example that, that this guy gave me was AT&T. AT&T is a platform. Uh, and we, you and I use our phones for AT&T, um, communication or, or for, for transfer of information. Right. Right. Using AT&T. And so I say to you, if I, if I use AT&T to say to you, Hey Ben, you stole me, you stole $50 from me in 2006, uh, you can, you can sue me for libel, or well, not slander. liable, slander. Um, but you can't sue AT and T. 
for transmitting the information because they're a platform. They're not a a publisher. Don't don't shoot the so, messenger, basically. Right, exactly. Well, that's what. But when when you think about it now, there are other things, and this is where you get into dicey information. Yelp, right? Yeah. Are they a publisher or are they a platform? So, like, if I write on Yelp, hey, uh, I went to this restaurant and they made fun of me and said that I stank and shouldn't have bought any food there. And then and then the person who, who owns the restaurant writes and says, hey, uh, just so you know, uh, from this review... It sounds like you actually went to a restaurant and this happened to you. Uh, we're a new restaurant. Uh, we are currently still uh, accepting applications for servers. We open August 30th. So I'm sorry that you had that experience, but you had it somewhere else, right? Yeah. That, you know, me as a reader, I can read that and I know that, that the first person... Uh, was making their review up. That is if I believe or, what the restaurant owner said. The restaurant owner might be lying, too. Well, I mean... But the big... Yeah, I get, I get your point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the big thing is, can you sue Yelp for a bad review that somebody wrote on their site? <laughs> I don't. Is there precedent for that? Have people sued Yelp for bad reviews? Well, and this is, this is where the, the guy was... Uh, this is the whole point that he was saying, is that <coughs> things like Yelp, Facebook, Twitter... Uh, YouTube, all those things, right? Yeah. Kind of, kind of takes stuff for a little stuff from column A, a little stuff from column B, and and are their own kind of thing, because they say that they have platform protection, right? Right. Be- because their but content yet, is generated by their users and not by them, right? But they they get money <laughs> from advertising, right? Whereas AT&T doesn't get money from advertising during our phone calls. Right. Right. So the content, so it, so that's, that's the gray area. And I, and I hadn't thought of that before because I didn't know that there were different laws for the transmittal of information. But as soon as I thought about it, I was like, oh yeah, you're right. You know, um, like a broadcast TV station, right. That has a news channel. They could get sued for for something that they say on that news channel, maybe. That seems right. So they probably would count under publishing. But no, no, no. That's uh, wait. Are you talking? So are you talking about a, a news show on a TV on a TV station? Yeah, yeah. That yeah. Would... They would that they would have responsibility for that, right? Yeah. But if there were a TV station. I wonder if a TV station could get away from get away with it. Well, I mean, there's a TV station so, that just had a Twitter stream. You know what I mean? Like well, it just published. When you're dealing with broadcast television, there's a lot of there's a lot of little nuances. You can so let's say here in Seattle, you have Channel Five, right? They have their own yeah. newscast. So if somebody says, you know, Ben Lawrence is a jerk, I could sue them for slander. But if but if um, somebody on the NBC Nightly News says Paul Goody is a jerk, you wouldn't sue your local TV station for that. No. You would sue... Well, you could. You, you know, could, Tom Brokaw I, I, or whatever. 
I would I would sue everybody, Ben. That's <laughs> no one calls me a jerk. Yeah. No, but but yeah, so anyway, um so that was the thing. So what is this what is this A-chan thing you're talking about? Oh, it's about? a it's a bulletin board, I guess. I've never been there, but it's it's this website that's come into the news recently because of the mass shootings that have taken place. And uh-huh. specifically the one in El Paso, the shooter put uh put out his like his uh, his treatise on 8chan uh, before he drove to El Paso and killed a bunch of uh, furriners. And uh, okay, so so the uh, so 8chan is just this bulletin board for um, hatred. And gotcha. And, uh, well, or, and so the eight so the the people I who don't run want 8chan, 8chan to sue us. It's a it's a it's a platform where hatred. Has been published. Yes, it could so be it's, four recipes. It's, uh, ben, I don't know if it. I, so, I'm kidding. So I don't it's know one of these. About it's one of these things platform. where the people who the the hosting company that you know Achan pays to host the website basically turn the website off. They're like, we don't want to be an accessory to your platform of gotcha. hatred. So we're we're dissolving the contract and we're shutting down your servers and you know there there's just been like free speech first amendment you know rally cries from people who don't really understand what that means um gotcha but yeah but i thought that's so, where you were going with the whole uh oh no but, but i can see how that would apply to this um but going going I back i would say that the yeah the host the host of the the servers, I think, would would be a platform in that case. Um, I don't know, Achan, depending on depending on what they're known for, right? But it's, I think that's part of it. Again, it's like it's, Twitter. It's a, the the website itself is innocuous. Yeah, it's the users who populate the website with okay. this vitriolic content. That's the problem. So, are you going to right, go and, through and like? punish every single user who has published something about Mexico, who published hate, you know, screeds against the Mexicans or against Muslims. I, I, at one point in time, and I'm not going to say who this was, Ben, this is important. Um, I once, uh, witnessed a CEO of a company uh, oh, and maybe I shouldn't say, oh, God, uh, okay. <laughs> maybe I won't, you know what, I'm not going to tell this anecdote at all. Um, I'm going to really genericize something, okay? Okay. Um, let's say a company uh, wanted to offer the people that use their platform complete freedom. All right? Yeah. And let's say that they're talking to uh, their staff... And they said, heck, for all I care, people can blank on the site. It's their business. Okay? Okay. Uh, and then imagine everyone in the room going, okay, we have to walk that back. You can't say that. <laughs> that doesn't work. So put anything you want to in blank, right? But that, but that is some of, the, some of the thoughts that people who are doing uh, platform stuff is... Is that yeah? The, I'm not going to. I'm not going to tell my users what they can and can't publish on my site. 
and, and I'm, I'm reminded of the um, the Onion article. ACLU lobbies for the rights, uh, the right for the KKK to burn down ACLU headquarters. <laughs> I don't remember I mean, that one, yeah. but that's pretty funny. If if you go all in for freedom of speech, uh, which you know I say I love freedom of speech, I think it's great. Um, but if that's if you open your platform for that. You're going to get a bunch of people who can't go anywhere else. And so, yeah, it is going to be... It, it's going to have um, freedom, which is great, but it's also going to have racism, copyright infringement, you know, all the stuff that they can't do yeah. other places. And it's a great way to get traffic, <laughs> but do you want it? That's the question. And it sounds like um, well, some who, places do. Who are your advertisers? Who are you trying to uh, sell ad space towards? Well, that's the other question. Is uh, is this HN place on the regular web or is it on the dark web, Ben? Oh, well, we'll have to make a distinction between the regular web and the dark web. From what I understand, the dark web uh, is a place that not a lot of other people go. <laughs> uh, and you're sort of an anonymous anonymized i've no idea i'm gonna say it's on the regular yeah. web just because i know about it okay there you go all right um, well anyway um, i think once you've once you're in once you've been once you the words of your website have been spoken by lester holt you're no longer on the dark web so so yeah um ben i hope i hope your your problems with 8chan uh, get solved <laughs> i know you're pretty upset that you can't go there right now I'll just have to. I'll just have to create sixteen Chan. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, is that? I mean, I, I because obviously I know about four Chan. Yeah, I, I I assume that it's twice as much as four Chan was the idea. You, when I first yeah, heard I it, I thought they were the kind of the same thing, like run by the same company. But I guess they're not. I don't know. Yeah, uh, but yeah. I, I, it's obviously a take on the same thing, unless there's some sort of ancient, you know. Uh, early '90s, late '70s era BBS that would that that is it's a this is Just a derivative of yeah two chan two chan two chan. Wait a second, hold on. If you were a rapper, Ben, <laughs> you could do uh worse than two chan for your well, for your name. I think two chains um, would have an issue with your name. What? Well, that would be the that would be the question. Would he? Yeah. Um. So we were. And I think four chan. Four chan is more Jennifer's thing than my thing. I didn't really do anything with it. Um, I see reposts. I, no, I don't know if she did either, but I think she knows more about it I than see, I do. Like on Reddit, I see like screenshots from Four Chan, and I just I'm old. I don't get it. Um, well, here's the thing. Also, uh, oh boy, Ben, I'm sorry. It's because I'm lying down. I think and there's a dog next to me. It's just all very comfortable. I and I apologize. I normally don't yawn this much during the podcast that I know of. Um, can you back me up on that? No, it's, it's uh, usually our big... audience who does a majority of the yawning. Oh my god, it's true. <laughs> um, but I I I feel as though my stepping back from Twitter again for a little bit, as as you know. Um, Involved also stepping back from uh, Reddit as well. Because the, the, this is the basic thing. 
I can spend tons of time immobile just looking through a timeline. Whether it be Twitter or um, Reddit. Yeah. The reason I keep Instagram is because Instagram, I can look through a timeline, but eventually I get bored. Uh, <laughs> I like my friends and I like the, the pictures of, but you know what I mean? There's, um, there's not the, the hate machine that gets me just right going, spinning my wheels and everything like that. So, um, it's, it's nice whenever I don't have it because I do more things. I have new guitar tuning, Ben. Before we get into your new guitar tuning, we all we started talking about corrections, and I just want to mention that we do have oh. some input, maybe not from Jennifer, but we do have some input oh. from Mr. Steve McCandless. Hey! All right, let's do this. All right, so you've heard us talking. This has been the longest corrections preamble <laughs> ever. Um, but so the basic thing is that Ben and I, we do our show. We don't uh, look anything up before or during uh, now. We did in the past, and it never worked out well. Uh, so we've now made it a point of pride that we don't look stuff up. We're just using our brains and trying to do the best thing. If we get something wrong, we ask you, the audience, to write to us at Ben's email at yahoo.com at gmail.com. And uh, our listener, Stephen McCandless, a friend of the show, uh, has written in with some corrections. So let's hear it. It's more of Corrections. a... Corrections. <laughs> Ding. Um, it's more of a commentary, I suppose, than a correction, but here we go. While okay, making, well, we, we take those. While making well. up fake facts. This is from episode 179. Yeah. While making up... And we were also talking about um, generating fake facts in the show to... To help, or not to help, but to to seed commentary for, for Jennifer, right? Well, well, because Jennifer, Jennifer, my wife Jennifer Pratt, also known as Jennifer Fact Checker, um, listens to the show every week so that she can put corrections in. And she wrote a couple times. You guys aren't saying things that I can fact check. You're just right. listing your opinions. So we tried to throw in some <laughs> facts. Anyway, and we actually, there's one where um, you said a fact you thought was wrong, but it turned out to be actually correct. Oh, yes, that is correct. Um, um, and I don't remember, oh, oh, that uh, hydrogen was discovered before helium? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I believe that's what it was. So anyway. And then I talked about Joe Priestley, uh, who I went to high school with, being the descendant of the guy who discovered he, uh, oxygen. So, Stephen writes in and he says... Oh, I might have said helium. It was oxygen that <laughs> Joe Priestley's uh, relative discovered. Okay, go ahead. Anyways, Sorry. Stephen writes in and he says, While making up fake facts, mistakenly including correct assertions amongst them is comedic. The simplest way to, defer, to determine if fact checker is listening is simply state, Jennifer will not listen to this. It's either true, oh, then- in which no correction is needed, or false, requiring a correction. Whether you <laughs> wish to bait fact checker in this fashion is a separate matter. I like it. That's that's very good. Yeah. And he also he also writes in this is a separate email sent like a couple minutes later. I appreciate Paul sharing the detail of the cross casting of Banshee and the Boys, both really great shows. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I've heard um, a lot we- about the I haven't seen the boys, but I've heard so many good things about it. 
okay, here's the thing. I really liked it. Um, but much like uh, how you have... Um, okay, so a friend of mine at one point in time said, uh, PJ Harvey sounds a lot like Patti Smith. And as soon as I heard that, I now can't listen to PJ Harvey without thinking of my friend saying mm-hmm. that PJ Harvey sounds like Patti Smith. Uh, in the same way, uh, a friend of mine uh, said, you know, the thing is, okay, The Boys and Preacher are both written uh, by Garth Ennis, the comics. Yeah. And both shows are produced by Seth Rogen. Right. And what my friend said uh, was, you know, it's funny, but Preacher had a consistent tone all the way through. Whereas the boys, uh, like, vacillates between two different uh, styles. And now I can't unsee it. Like, I know exactly what he's talking about. Uh, well, don't say anything, because I haven't the, seen it yet. The, yeah. But the basic thing is that the, the tone flips... With the boys, whereas in Preacher, it's a solid all the way through. Yeah. Um, and I feel like... I, I really like the boys. Uh, I enjoyed it. But I feel like he is absolutely correct that um, the the Preacher um, aesthetic is a thing. Like, it, it looks like everything feels like Preacher. Oh, really? The boys also feels like the boys, right? <laughs> But it's 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 a little different, and I once you see it, we can talk about it. All right. Well, I'll tr- I was gonna I was gonna back up what I was saying, but I realized I can't. I'm probably I'm probably <laughs> without spoiling. I'm it. probably not gonna be able to watch it this month at least because I'm gonna be working full time at the large internet company I've been uh, contracting at this whole month, while at the same time uh, producing the Sketchfest comedy film challenge which happens in early september as well as filming and editing the next panel jumper video oh for wow. the next panel jumper live which is at the end of september and uh, so you're all I, you're all set up i uh, go That's to work for you i go to work nine to five uh downtown and then i come up here to uh, annex on capitol hill and i work from uh well until i basically pass out i guess and then i go yeah. home and go to sleep and start it all over again yeah, you should really just uh, move to your editing bay. <laughs> so, well, it does feel like home. I did actually. I was I was in earlier today, and I did take a small nap in the chair here. Not in my chair, but in the chair that I have by the window. I actually um, now, granted, I have a, a lovely family, um, and we have a home that we've made for ourselves, <laughs> uh, but. If I were working, uh, the idea of being able to to go to work and then as soon as work is over, just, you know, be at home at work would not be bad for me. I could do that. What would that, that would mean be... for you to be at home at work? Okay, so, so I, I have it all set up, Ben. I have a desk. Right? That I work at. Working, 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 working. As soon as work is over, I climb up into my loft, and then I have a bed <laughs> and a TV, like a screen thing that I watch and play video games on, yeah. and stuff like that. And then that's it. 
when I'm down on the floor, it's all work, man. And when I go up to the loft, it's it's leisure time. And I watch TV and then I sleep. And then I get up and I go to work. That I could live like that I think, without any problem. I think you're describing some Black Mirror episodes. Yeah, yeah. I, I could live in a Black Mirror world then uh, without <laughs> hardly any trouble. The only thing... Um, here's here's the thing about uh, me... I was thinking about this, about prison, right? Uh, the idea of living in a cell... For some people, it's the not being able to go outside that would get them. Right. For me, it's just uh, knowing that people are mad at me would be horrible. And and abuse, you know, obviously that that as well. But but the actual living in a in a like I could live on a boat pretty easily, I think, because I don't go stir crazy. I I enjoy being indoors. Yes, for extended periods of time. <laughs> yeah, uh, I do too. And but also, I also live in the Northwest, where um, uh, it, that is unusual. People out here yeah. are very outdoorsy. Yeah, that's one of the reasons I moved uh, because I I didn't um, I wasn't I was paying for the the outdoors, but I wasn't using it. If that makes sense. <laughs> um. The other thing about living on a boat that would be cool is that, you know, you you have a great view of the ocean. People pay a lot for an ocean view, whereas you would get it from free. Yeah, I don't uh, know. The only thing I wouldn't like about living on the boat, pirates. The thing about, well, suck. you might not need to worry about pirates if you're just uh, moored inside a, a place where uh, uh, boats, uh, you know, liveaboards are uh, are tied to oh, the dock. Oh, my... Wait a second, Ben. You've you've just given me the best idea. Land pirates. They're people that dress up like pirates and they board ships, but it's when they're docked. <laughs> it's only when they're docked. Nice. Oh, that's awesome. I love it. I don't think I'd be able uh. to live aboard a boat unless it had like a full-size bathroom. I've seen because I oh. your friend of mine, Chris Comte, once lived aboard a boat and he couldn't like he could go, you know, he could he could use the facilities on his boat, but he yeah. took a he took his morning shower in the boathouse. So he had to get out. Oh, yeah, like, that's get too out, bad. put clothes on, go outside, walk to the boathouse, probably wait if somebody was already there. Yeah. Walk back to his well, boat after that in the cold or the rain. That just sounds miserable to me. It's another reason why I wouldn't be able to uh, be in prison. I don't really mind staying for long times in confined spaces, but I don't really like going to the bathroom with a bunch of other people. Yeah, yeah. Or, th- well, here's the thing, I, and I, I'm serious about this. Uh, some some prison cells have toilets. Yeah, but everybody uh, can they're see in the you. O- they're in the open, but... <laughs> And but you, I would rather generally sometimes I would rather use a toilet that everybody could see me on than use a toilet right next to somebody else. That is that's <laughs> well, where I differ. and see. Here's the thing. Well, from what I understand, and I'm sure it's different everywhere, but you sometimes don't have a cell to yourself. You have cellmates. Yeah. Oh, that would suck. Yeah. 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 Having cellmates would would I wouldn't like that at all. So okay, I've got some I've got, I've got some prison problems uh, that I didn't think about. Um, 
Oh, so the other thing, uh, while Jennifer and Betty were gone, I watched uh, seasons three and four of the Eric Andre show. Okay. Uh, and that's because Heather Ann Campbell is a comedian that I really like. Yeah. And she was talking about how she wrote on that show. And so I've I've come up with the idea that if you and I ever had a show uh, and we had people who were trying to pressure us into doing things, <laughs> it would end up looking like the Eric Andre show. Oh, really? Pretty much. Because there's a lot of stuff that he does that's very similar to what we were doing, except that it's grosser. And that's something <laughs> that that uh, I think, you know, MTV, is it Adult Swim people, MTV is not part of this at all. Why did I say MTV? Is it a, old. Is it a sketch And I was thinking show? of the MTV generation. Is it uh, a prank no, it's show? Not. It's, a it's, a, it's a talk show slash prank show. Okay. He has a talk show, and then he also does pranks. And Ben, uh, if you haven't seen it, I recommend uh, just taking a look at it. Um, because it's that's the premise is that it's those shows, but it is it it, a, it is really a, is it a satire of those kinds of shows? Yeah, yeah, it's a dark satire of those kinds of shows, though. It it really. There are some there are some problems. <laughs> are the pranks uh, on happen. real are the pranks on real people or are they staged? Okay. Uh, uh, using my spidey sense, <laughs> I believe that a lot of the pranks are staged. Uh, but they're staged very well. <laughs> All right. In that in that, in that the in, people unless who are being pranked don't even know they're being pranked. Uh no. Uh, well, well, it it appears like they don't. Know. Otherwise, it's completely staged. But it's one of those things of of like if if I can hear a person, well, the chances are that they're mic'd. Yeah, and if they're mic'd, then they can't be. <laughs> Pardon me, random stranger. But, can you put that on put on this lav wireless lav mic for us? Thank you. But here's something that I would that I would say for sure. Um. I believe that people sign up to do stuff and then they're surprised by something that the people do. Like they didn't know that they were going to go that far. Well, or do... I mean, you see that on Jackass. These guys yeah. are part of Jackass, yet sometimes they go too far. Yes. And they didn't they didn't know that that was going to happen. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. So that kind of thing. Um, but but yeah, it's it's worth it. I mean, I, I the reason I was watching while they were gone is because I don't think either of them would like it. <laughs> um, but it it really is uh, crazy. And I have said in the past, and I still think, uh, if ever they were to make a uh, a movie about me, uh, they said people used to say, "Who do you want to play?" And I would, "Who do you want to play you in the movie?" There was never anyone that I think uh, I would want to do it, right? Or could do it. Eric Andre should play me. Oh, in really? The movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Uh, because he, it, he would be me spiritually, even if he didn't do everything that I would do. 
Uh, don't. I get, mean, that would be part of it, I think. Don't get me wrong, but doesn't Eric Andre look nothing like you? Uh, you know, we've got similarities. <laughs> I'm just thinking I in think broad he strokes looks, here, Paul. I think he, I think he looks enough like me that it, <laughs> it would work out. Uh, and if not, so much of the better. Right. Because I, I think having someone who doesn't look like me exactly play me is is even better. Um, what was that? Uh, Bob Dylan uh, had like eight different people play him. Huh? In one of those movies. Uh, it's, it's called something like I'm Not There. And they had a whole bunch of different people playing uh, Bob Dylan. Well, we did a production no? of Hamlet when I was in college where we had uh, four different people play Hamlet at four different stages in Hamlet's life. Ah. Uh, people of all I, I, genders and ethnicities. I was thinking uh, four different people playing Hamlet at the same time. <laughs> and they're all like, they all say their speeches in unison and stuff like that. It would be, it would be crazy. Nope. Nothing that conceptual, just this person gets, uh, like, Act 1, Scenes 1 through 8. This person gets Act 1, gotcha. Scenes 9 through whatever. There was actually a pretty clever interview um, where The Daily, the school newspaper, did a story on the show and mm. uh, wanted to talk to one of the actors who played Hamlet. And uh, they were like, and I, I don't remember his name at this point, but, and, and you know, like, Mark Johnson uh, uh, couldn't answer any questions for us because he was saving his voice for the show. Oh, and uh, nice. and I'm like, Mark, you just didn't want to talk to the reporter, did you? Yeah, Instead of probably. using that, that BS answer, oh, I can't talk to you, i got to save my voice for the show. It wasn't that hard of a show. It's not like he was singing an opera. As Hamlet. Have I have I have I told you my uh, my newest idea for Hamlet? I have a couple of different ideas for Hamlet. One was uh, Japanese business Hamlet, uh, set in the nineteen eighties, uh, and they were you know uh, in a Japanese corporation. Um, and the 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 best part for that was that the ghost scene where the two watchmen are telling the ghosts to you know, stand and unfold yourself and all right. that. They're they're in one of those security control rooms and they're talking to it over the mics. <laughs> and it's on the camera and stuff. Um but that's that's one. The other one was one where uh it takes place uh in the comedy world of the nineteen or the the alt comedy of the two thousands or whatever. Okay. And all of Hamlet's monologue monologues are actual like stand up comedic monologues, <laughs> and 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 the idea is that he's not he's he's doing them right, and they're not funny, and everyone's like uncomfortable and sort of laughing, but he's having a meltdown basically right. on on stage. But the latest one I've come up with, and I think this is actually probably the the most workable. Uh, it's it's a Hamlet and the Capulets, or no, no, Capulets Montagues. That's Romeo and Juliet. That's, sorry, yeah. uh, the uh, Hamlet's family uh, are a wrestling team. 
And uh, the brother, uh, Claudius, uh, like, killed Hamlet, the old Hamlet, in the ring. And now he's part of it. And it's it's all... Uh, all the monologues are... Uh, Talking to Mean Joe Green. Mean Gene Okerlund. Mean Gene Okerlund, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly right. (laughs) You actually have somebody dressed like Mean Gene Okerlund. Hamlet, tell me, what were you thinking out there in the ring when you were being trapped by Claudius? Oh, to be or not to be. (laughs) Be or not to be, that is the question. That is the question, brother. Exactly. That's right. That's right. (laughs) And then then finally the the last... last, the last scene where Hamlet and Laertes are fighting and Laertes brings poison and it poisons one of the swords. Uh, it's actually a folding chair. Well, well, no, it's not actually a folding chair, but it's, it is the thing where the ref is, is uh, distracted. Yeah. And then he poisons it. And he does. So, so yeah, the same, the same tropes basically. Which just tells you that, great. um, Hamlet is a story that transcends time and location. Exactly. Speaking of transcending time and location, hey, Betty! Yo! Hey, come on in. Come on down. There's a a dog here, by the way. Dog. Yep. So, uh, Ben? Yes, sir. Betty is obsessed with a new thing. A new uh, thing. Well, I wouldn't say I'm obsessed with it. I uh, started playing Silent Hill 2. Wait, you started playing Silent Hill 2? I thought you were playing Silent Hill 3. Well, I, well, I tried Silent Hill 2, too. I, I kind of like it more. You like Silent Hill 2 better? Yeah, uh, I just met this like weird spooky guy with like no arms. And the guy's like, "Oh my god!" And then he, and then I beat him to death with a uh, with a plank of wood. You beat Great. a guy with no arms to death with a plank of wood. Let me ask you a question: Was he just a normal guy, or was he sort of an undead kind of guy? It was like a spooky guy. Uh, again, uh, I'm not sure. Uh, it's it's a monster guy. Yeah, okay. Well, he I, wasn't a human. I think this was just proves human. the point that video games lead to mass killings. Uh, yeah, that's true. Betty, uh, how do you feel now about... Are you going to uh, murder a whole bunch of people? No. Okay, so far Wait, what? it doesn't you mean, seem to be holding up. You mean that, that there's no correlation there? Oh, the best quote, Betty, I don't know if you've heard this. Um, somebody said, I don't know if this is true or if they were just quoting them uh, wrong uh, or if the guy was saying it sarcastically and they quoted him. But somebody said the reason there are no mass killings in Japan is because they don't have any video games over there, <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was uh, funny uh, because... As we know, Japan has got the video games. They've got all the video games. Oh yeah, speaking of video games, I've also started playing The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Like, right now I just talked to this, the, to the princess and things. And, um, and, uh, so I'm gonna go back to my, uh, home village and talk to 
Sierra about how epic my thing was. Wait a second, what? You're gonna talk to her about how epic your thing was? Oh man, my, the, the Link thing is that, a perv. The thing that the princess told me. Oh, I bet she did. Oh man, I'm getting hit in the head with a bee. It's a, it's not a bee though. It's a bear dressed as a. Is it a bear? What's, what is it dressed it's as? It's a dog. It's a dog you dressed as a bee. <laughs> and and I deserved it because I was making uh, off putting jokes about Link. Oh Betty, you better not hit me. Look, Edward's getting riled up. He's getting ready to protect me. He he really wasn't doing anything bad. He's just looking. So um, so yeah, which do you like better, Ocarina of Time or Silent Hill Two? They're both on different like levels. Okay, so you can't really can't really like can't really draw because Silent Hill Two is like you're walking around and stuff happens, but in Ocarina of Time, you have to do like a whole ton of stuff. And you, like, jump onto things and, like, that. It's it's different, and it's more cute. Let me tell you that. It's more cute. Yeah, definitely more cute. Uh, Although I, they both star blonde-haired guy. Hey, wait a second. Blonde-haired guys, will they ever get a break, Ben? What do you think? <laughs> I don't know. They seem to have it hard oh, these days. Oh, uh, and- oh, speaking about which, Betty's hair is blonde again. Oh, is it? Uh, she oh, cut and, uh, she cut her hair and all the black is out of it and, now. Uh, and earlier, I met with this one lady. She was talking about how she was going to find her mom, and and I would, and I was all like, "Okay then," and then I kind of walked off. Oh well, was did this she find her mom in was real life or in a video or? game? I I don't know what she's doing. Oh yeah, was that in the video game or in real life, Eddie? In the video game, dummy. Has, oh my gosh, <laughs> hello, dummy. Oh no, saucy teen! Watch out. Mm-hmm. Speaking about which, Betty starts school on Tuesday. Tuesday, that seems yeah. awful early. And it's a it's a half day. Um, yeah, schools are different here. Uh, she gets off of her summer vacation starts in June. May. Wait, in May? When in May? Like late May. To late help May. to help with the harvest. Yeah, it's so that she can uh, work the fields yeah. with her. So Betty has, uh, you know that OK symbol? Yeah. Uh, she's made that around the dog's mouth, and then she's she's sort of touching his muzzle while doing that. Yeah. And he's letting uh, her? He Yeah, he doesn't care, it looks like. Hmm. Uh, he just likes attention. <laughs> Yo, he's a dog. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, um, I missed him. It's good to have him back. Uh, apparently he did okay. What is Dad doing to my head, Melissa? Oh yeah, um, there's a there's a a character that no, not it's not really both Jennifer and Betty do with the dog, where they hold the dog's ears uh, in a certain way. And then the character that the dog is keeps on talking to someone named Melissa. Okay. Oh, Melissa. Like that. And I mistakenly have referred to the character as Melissa. Ah. The character is not Melissa. No. Melissa is the person 
to whom the character is speaking. It's like when uh, and now, Ernest P. Worrell kept talking to Vern. Everybody called him Vern. Yeah, his character isn't Vern. Man, that guy, by the way. Uh, Jim, Jim Varney? Jim Varney, yeah. What a great actor. <laughs> and I'm serious about that. You know, it's... Uh, it's a whole bunch of there there's a there's a, a graphic that's making the rounds of him doing different uh facial expressions. Yeah, okay. And there's a suggestion that the you mad bro guy Yeah. If you've ever seen that uh, is based probably. on his facial expression for something. He was quite the cultural phenomenon there for a while, wasn't he? Well, and and not only that, but he was actually a serious actor too. Yeah. Um and did a whole bunch of uh, different things. Oh, probably played a even... Oh, see you later, Betty. Oh, uh, we've done it. Okay. Well, we are at yeah, that we time. Yeah, we did it. And we are at that time, Ben. We've got uh, two two and a half minutes. No, you had to restart. Uh, remember? Oh, right. That's I'm, right. Oh, gosh. I'm at an hour. Now well, an hour then, and one. Ben, uh, I guess <laughs> I was wrong. And maybe I should keep it that way. <laughs> oh, uh, the guitar tuning, by the way, before I forget. Oh, uh, it's uh, C-G-C-E-A-E. And did you come up with that uh, yourself, or did you find that in a book somewhere? I did. I did. Um, and the sound? way it works is that the middle four, t- middle four uh, strings are tuned just like a ukulele. And then the top string and the bottom string are two. Oh, not just like a ukulele, because the um, the G on a ukulele is higher than the C. But in this case, it's uh, it's not right. Uh, so so yeah, and it it's it allows me to play. Uh, but it's also an open. I think it's a C six, so I can play with the slide too. Ah, and it's great. Uh, and yeah, from what I can tell, I went on to the, uh, I thought that maybe that it was a tuning that someone else had written down somewhere, but I went to the, uh, guitar tabs, uh, app that I have and they listed like 20 different guitar tunings. It was not in there. So I made it up. Well, there I'm you go. Say. Yeah. Trademark that. And stuff. with that, Ben, and with that, I ask you to please Keep it wrong for you and your family. Yes, for the love of God, keep it wrong. I will talk to you later, right. Ben. Take care. Bye. Yep, see ya. Bye. Bye. Oh, hey, Edward. How's it going? It's a good dog. Oh, look at you. Oh, yeah.